Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 53 of Connection Not Perfection, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited to welcome you to the Connection Not Perfection Summer Book Club today. Now, a few weeks ago, I announced that we'd be reading and talking about There's Something About Sweetie by Sandhya Menon, and today is the day, and what I have for you is pretty special. My daughter and one of her best friends are joining me to talk about the book. Now, in the past, my daughter has gone by the name Casey on the show. It's a pseudonym, and that was mostly for safety reasons, but for today's show, we decided that she could reveal her true identity, which is super fun, right? So my girl Phoebe is joining us, along with her good friend Nilla, to talk about the book. Now, it's a pretty long episode, so I want to get to our talk quickly, but first I want to give you the girls just a brief introduction. Both of them will be sophomores, and they are both part of the amazing band program at their high school. Phoebe plays the trumpet, Nilla plays the clarinet. And I just want to give a shout out to their amazing band directors, Ms. Wyckoff and Mr. Shaw. Now, the girls have known each other since kindergarten. In fact, I can remember substituting for Nilla's kindergarten teacher several times, and it's been so fun to watch both of them grow into the beautiful young ladies that they are right now. I invited Nilla onto the podcast for a couple of very specific reasons. One, I know that she's an avid reader and we share a love of YA fantasy books, especially Cassandra Clare's. And two, both of Nilla's parents are from India, just like both of the main characters in the book, Ashish and Sweetie. So I knew Nilla would be able to give us a unique perspective and quite honestly, I thought she might have some insight into some of the questions the book brought up for me, which she totally did. Now, I will say that Phoebe has not read the book, but that's okay. Nilla and I convinced her to join our conversation anyway, and we had a great time talking about positive body image, being yourself with your friends, trying to fit in during middle school, and why it is so important for parents and teachers to be real and respectful with teens. And you also don't want to miss how Phoebe and I kind of tap dance around the issues of overprotectiveness and also being set up on dates that are chosen by your parents. So that was super fun. And I have to admit, a little bit awkward, but that's okay. We're just going to put it all out there and be real and authentic. And I am not going to make you wait for a minute longer. We're going to jump right in. So here we go. Okay, welcome, Nilla. I think we have a fit of giggles here because Phoebe is with us. She hasn't read the book, but she is going to join in the conversation. And I just, I do have to say this up front. These two girls are rock stars for being with me here. It's in the evening, in the middle of a week, and they have started band camp. You guys are what, two weeks into band camp, a week and a half? And they are out marching in the hot Texas sun from morning till night, like literally. So they have three-day practices. It's all crazy. They have a lot of fun, but they work really hard. So thank you both for being here with me. And so I've already introduced Nilla and Phoebe a little bit ahead of time. And Phoebe, go ahead and laugh because I can see you want to. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to laugh. Okay. All right. Just a little punchy this afternoon well you're tired and that's okay okay i think i got all my laughs out okay good deep breaths (laughs) 
You can do that. You can do it. Oh. Okay, so we're here to talk about the CNP Summer Book Club book pick from this summer, which is There's Something About Sweetie by Sandia Manon. And I have specifically invited Nilla here. I kind of gave a little bit of your background in the introduction before we got started, but I'd love for you to kind of share with us a little bit about the ways maybe that you connected with Sweetie or didn't connect with her based on your experience as a teenager growing up in a household where both of your parents are from India, so they're, they grew up in a different culture than you did. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. Is that okay? Like It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, because I just want to be really frank and honest. And do, did you find things that you felt like were similar to the way that you're growing up or much different or what do you um, think? To be honest, I think I related a lot more to Ashish because my parents like are... I feel like they're more like westernized, like Ashish's family, rather than Sweetie's. And yeah, I feel like Sweetie's parents were like a lot stricter and harder on her than Ashish's parents were. And I think I relate more to him. Okay, thank you for sharing that. I, it did seem like his parents were more relaxed and accepting. And I love that you have kind of connected your parents to that. I'm sure that they would love hearing that. Just right off the bat, I would just love to know what stood out for you in the book? What really grabbed your attention? It was something that maybe made you think about it after you put the book down, maybe after you finished it even. Was there anything that grabbed you? Yeah, I, I've i never like really read books about like current like issues in our society, you know, like body image and stuff like that. So like reading about it just like opened my eyes to like what's going on in the world. And like rather than me always reading like fantasy, like it it was different. Right. And that's something I mentioned in the introduction. Mm -hmm. I think you and I both have a love for fantasy fiction, especially young adult stuff. Cassandra Clare, I love, love, love her stuff. And we've talked a lot about some of her series. So that's been super fun. But you're right. This book is definitely like really rooted in realism. And it's about issues that people probably face on a daily basis. But what I think I hear you saying is you don't, do you feel like you struggle with some of the same kind of things or do you just feel like you are aware of people who might or? or yeah, it, it just made me more aware, but also um, I guess there's always like thoughts in the back of your, or the back of my mind. So about like stuff about your body and things like that. So like, yeah. Stuff that maybe is not body positivity. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to pull you in on this too, Phoebe, because I know this is something that we've talked about before, and that is the whole idea of kind of your body image and the fact that there's body shaming that goes on out there and that kind of thing. Do you feel like that's something that you and your friends, do you talk about it? Do you struggle with it? Is it something that you feel like is at the forefront of your mind, or is it just kind of like Nilla, what you were saying is something that you're aware of, but don't necessarily put a whole lot of thought into. Well, I'm definitely aware of it. And like, personally, for me, I feel like I've developed like a really good positive body image, but I feel like it took me a while to do that. And for me and my friends, I feel like we are really good about like making each other feel positive about ourselves. And that's like why I love my friends so much. From observing you guys and listening to you in the backseat as we drive places, like you guys are so supportive of one another. Like I love how it really seems like from the outside looking in, you guys are the kind of friends that 
you not only can like be there for each other when times are hard or you're going through something, but you guys really celebrate with each other too. And I love that about you guys. And that's a whole story for another podcast. We could do a whole episode on that. But but going back to what you said, you feel like you have a, a positive, a body positive image, I think is how you put it. And I know when we were talking before, you said it's something you've developed and learned. So I'd love to know, have you been intentional about how you've developed it? And if you have, what were you intentional about? Well, I feel like it's just a day-by-day thing where you just like, you look at yourself and you're just like happy with who you are and like, and it's not just like about how you dress, it's about how you feel and what you wear. And it's like one of those things where you learn to not care about what other people think about you and you only care what you think, which can be bad, but if you like... If um, you go too far to the yeah, extreme. If you go to the extreme, right. but if you're like doing it in a positive way. Right, where you're not letting somebody's negativity right. impact how you feel about yourself. Right. And I feel like I've just, like, developed that over time. So you've practiced being positive and only caring about how you feel in your own skin. Yes, because I think that your actions are so much more important than what you wear. But you should also be allowed to, like, wear what you want. Which is a conversation that you and I have had several times. And I think Nilla and I were talking about this before we started recording which is, I think you mentioned that you were really struck in the book by how Sweetie's mom, it wasn't about modesty with the way that she really kind of edited how, how Sweetie dressed and the clothes that she wore. It was more about how she looked and what people might think. So it's kind of exactly the opposite of what you were saying, Phoebe. So in the book, this mom was just, I, she was just way too far on the spectrum, I think, because she was overprotective to the point where her, her overprotection was hurting. Sweetie, and really, Sweetie, I think, did a lot of what you're saying. Would you agree? Do you think that Sweetie, like, her, her self-talk was positive, and she really had to struggle against her mom's negativity and her voice? Yeah, like, with the whole sassy Sweetie project thing. Yes. I feel like that was, like, her developing into, like, thinking for herself and, like, doing what she wants to do. Right, and being really deliberate about it. So do you feel like you've had to be deliberate that way, or do you feel like you've just kind of been able to have that same kind of sassy feeling, or do you relate to that at all? or Like, being deliberate about, like... About your, like, she was really deliberate in saying, okay, that thought that I just had, that's the old softy sweetie. What I want to think is the way that sassy sweetie would think. So I'm going to think this instead. Yeah, uh, I think that was part of it. But also, like, sometimes when I am, like, insecure about something or, like, someone, I've had experience with people telling me not to wear certain things. And, like, actually Phoebe has helped a lot with it. Like, I went to Phoebe and told her about it. And, like, she talked to me about how, like, you're wearing it for yourself. You're wearing it because how you feel in it, not how other people look at you in it and stuff like that. So also my friends have helped me with it, too. I love that. One of the things that I thought was super interesting was that the author put an introduction at the beginning of the book that 
before I even started the actual book, I was like, oh my gosh, like I am all in on this. Like this is crazy amazing. Okay, so I'm just gonna read just really quickly one of the things that she said. Okay, I wanted to write honest conversations between a fat Indian American teen and her mother. I wanted to put the same messaging that I and so many others got onto the page. And I wanted to have this strong, beautiful main character refute it on the page. I knew that Sweetie would be the perfect person to take on this toxic, harmful messaging in her own sweet, gentle way. If the word fat makes you cringe, I hope you'll stop and examine why that is. I just thought that that was really amazing how she was able to kind of pull that together. Did you read the introduction? Yes. And did it strike you as like, oh, wow, like I never thought of it that way? Or did, how did it strike you? Yeah, um, I actually didn't think about it that way because... Like, I guess in our society, we're just used to being called fat as an insult when it's, like, really, it shouldn't be. And I've, I, like, admired that the sweetie in the book, like, realized that being called fat wasn't, like, meant to be an insult. Well, what I did think was interesting, though, even given that she wrote that, I think it was interesting that she made sweetie an athlete and not just an athlete but she is like the fastest runner in california which i feel like went along with ashish and his athleticism in basketball so that was a way they connected so i can understand why she put it together with the characters but going back to kind of what she put in the beginning i thought it was super interesting that so she has a character who's fat but it's kind of implied that it's not really her fault. It's just how she's built. In fact, it talks about her cousin and how she's built kind of the same way she's built like her dad's side of the family, which is definitely a thing, I think. But I thought it was it was interesting, like, yes, I'm fat. And with Sweetie saying, I'm fat, but I'm doing everything I can to not be. I'm exercising and, and doing all the things. So I just felt like it, that was an interesting angle that the author used. Did that did that strike you as something different? Yeah, I I liked how like she was trying to prove that is like just such a general word and honestly like it's two separate things like being built the way you are and just being just like not exercising and stuff like that lifestyle yeah lifestyle. So it's genetics and it's habits, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they're two different things. Right. So. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that she brought it up. And I think it was interesting that the character Sweetie really had to struggle with when she would share with people that she was a runner and not just a runner, but the fastest one. Their first reaction was, wait a second, what? Like, it, it's like you're so conditioned to think that someone who is heavy cannot be an athlete of that caliber. So I thought that was a really good way that she, she brought things out and brought biases out. Sweetie's mantra for her body image, which I love, I think this goes back to us being intentional with our thoughts is my body is strong and does everything I want it to do which I loved but she still hears her mom's voice in her head telling her to cover up her arms and legs and that if she could lose weight she'd run even faster so I know for me sometimes the worst voice in my head is my own like I feel like I'm super hard on myself but I also know that for instance when I was y'all's age back before telephones and things and the internet, I would read like Seventeen Magazine or Cosmopolitan and those kinds of things. And I eventually realized that every time I went through and looked at them, I would not feel as good at, about myself. So 
I feel like I had those voices in my head too. So do you guys feel like you have voices in your heads that are you're kind of having to struggle against? I know you talked about earlier, Phoebe, that you were really intentional about choosing to be happy with your body and who you are and all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like there are negative voices? Honestly, not really. Like I feel like I've been really intentional about like having a positive like, voice in my head, I guess. So I've definitely it's definitely been there before, like a negative voice. And I feel like it always has the chance of being there, but just like being a really intentional person, I feel like it's just not there. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of things that like people say, I like take too personally or like I, things that I see online, I take too personally, but like, I think I've been better at just trying to block it out and just knowing that the only thing that matters is what I think about myself and not what other people think about me so yeah which I think is a really hard skill to have I think for me as an adult that's difficult to worry about what other people think and kind of the whole people pleasing thing but also not wanting to feel different or other or in the spotlight even in a negative way right Mm -hmm. Okay, and we've talked a little bit about y'all's friends and your friendships, and so I really want to touch on this because I think that Sweetie had a really good group of girlfriends, but one of her really good friends who really supported her was her cousin, um, Anjali Chechi, and she talks about just being able to be herself with her and feeling accepted, and and there was one part of the book that I loved where she talked about she felt like this cousin of hers was kind of her before and after picture and the after was was herself only more like more confident more joyful whatever you want to say so do you feel like you have friends who you can truly be yourself with and I think you guys have kind of already answered this and what does that look like for you for me personally like I feel like whenever I'm just like around other people I'm like always uh conscious about what I'm saying I feel like like I always think about what I say you know before I say something or do something but like when I'm around my friends I'll I know that like they'll accept like they're so much more accepting and like I can just be myself around them and I don't have to think about anything you just you don't have to edit yourself yeah basically what about you Phoebe I definitely agree with Nilla there's like with my initial friend group I definitely feel like extremely comfortable around them like I can be myself but I guess with like other friends it's to varying degrees of like how much I feel like open I guess right because you found the group that you feel like you have built a lot of trust with you guys have created relationships of trust with them yes okay so in the book and we talked about this a little bit Sweetie talks about, okay, I've been softy sweetie up until now, and now I want to be sassy sweetie. So she's doing like this whole personality makeover, which I think is really sweet, like no pun intended, but it's sweet and it's cute. And and it's so um, encouraging, I think, as a reader to see it. So my question to you guys is, have you ever felt like you wanted a makeover, whether it was personality or otherwise, and kind of talk to me about that and how it turned out and what happened. Um, Yeah, in middle school, I used to be super introverted and really quiet, and 
I think over the years, and especially when I found the group of friends that I'm with now, I've been able to come out of my comfort, I don't know what to call it. My, shell? Yeah, my shell, basically. <laughs> and so I think that was like a pretty big change because if you knew me back in middle school, I was really quiet. Yeah. How about you, Fees? Well, actually, for me, like when you first said that, I also just thought straight back to middle school, just how like I feel like I was a completely different person in middle school. Like I wasn't necessarily like introverted. I was just, I was honestly like so much more insecure and I feel like it was just harder for me to like just interact with people, I guess. So I definitely do remember like having thoughts in like probably even like sixth grade just being like, oh, I wish I looked like that or I wish I didn't have this or just like those makeover thoughts, I guess. But by the time I got out of middle school, I just was like, I had those intentional, like positive Positive. thoughts. Okay. So the people who listen to Connection Not Perfection, a lot of them are parents and a lot of them are teachers. So what I'd really love for you guys to share, just based on what you guys have just said, it sounds like middle school was a really challenging time, which I think it is for most people. What would you say to the parents and teachers of middle schoolers right now who are maybe listening to this? What advice would you give them about maybe supporting or talking to or understanding or just all of the things with their middle schooler? To me, for parents especially, it would just be just like love on them and accept them because For me, I know I was just like, my personality was just like changing so much and I was just like learning so many new things just from other people, like even just people in my grade that like I just needed like, and I think middle schoolers will just need like acceptance because like if their teacher is judgmental towards them, I think that will highly affect them. Mm -hmm. So just like being accepting to them overall. Okay. No one? Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I think, like, middle schoolers already have, like, so much on their plate as far as, like, trying to find themselves and trying to... I know, like, trying to fit in was a big thing in middle school. And they have, like, stuff to focus, like, on with their friends and stuff. And I, they don't need, like... They just need love from their family and their teachers and stuff like that because they don't need any more on their plate. Okay, good, thank you. Okay, so I know that you guys both had teachers who you felt like did that really well. And what I would like to know is what characteristics, you don't need to name names, but what characteristics beyond just loving you and accepting you, what did they do that made you feel those things? All right, Phoebe's like raising her hand and jumping up and down. All right, right, go ahead. So I think just when those teachers come to mind like the ones that I that got us through middle school I just think about how much they respected us and were just real with us because any teachers that weren't like open and honest towards us you could just sense that Mm -hmm. and so you would just like build a really strong relationship with the teachers that were just like completely 100% themselves towards you especially if they had like fun personalities it was really like easy to just like 
follow their support. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like it's in middle school, the teachers, like, there was such a distinct difference between the teachers who were, like, just there to, like, teach and get their money. <laughs> and, like, oh, ouch. <laughs> no, that's really, a really good way to put it. And I love that you're that blunt about it. Because, okay. because I think teachers need to know that. Like, for I could go off on this, but I do feel like kids are just very underestimated as far as the energy that they can sense from a teacher. And so it might not be their words, it might not even be their actions, but the energy that they have, which is like what you're talking about sometimes, which is, you know, get the job, it's a job. It's not a passion or a privilege or or whatever you want to say. Okay, go ahead, thank you, because that was good. And then there's um, some teachers who you know that like you can go to and that you know that they like care about you and yeah so right right it's hard to be a middle school teacher I think especially because I think there are oftentimes things going on in the teachers personal lives that probably have a huge impact on how they are in the classroom but Phoebe I like I'll go back to what you said like being real and I, I don't think that means like spilling your guts in front of your you know 12, 13, and 14-year-old <laughs> students or anything, but I think that there is a level that's appropriate to kind of drop students in and, and be real with them and authentic. So thank you guys. That was super helpful. I appreciate it. Okay, and so we've talked about relationships with teachers just now, and now I want to focus on parent and teen relationships. And I feel like we have two, and you brought this up, Nilla, two really opposite looks at how parents can be whether I think whether they're Indian or regardless of race religion creed you know all the things I think they've really represented two different areas of the spectrum really well which um which I would say Ashish's parents were caring and they had boundaries for him but they loved him and wanted the best for them and maybe didn't let their own wounds inform their parenting whereas I think the opposite was true with Sweetie's parents clearly her mom and if you, we eventually discover this her mom had been wounded as a child basically not literally physically but emotionally wounded by being made fun of and bullied and she didn't want that for Sweetie which is why she was acting the way she was okay so my question is have you ever felt unnecessarily overprotected or have you seen that in a friend maybe um oh yeah see I see the little look so I think Phoebe and so this is good Phoebe I I really appreciate you being here today because I think this is something you and I have talked about a lot so go girlfriend just spill spill the tea there's nothing sorry there's nothing (laughs) well there's nothing in particular like on my mind that um I want to talk about because I feel like if I wanted to go into this I want to be like well articulated I guess if that makes sense so I think I'd want to put some more thought into that you've got five seconds (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding okay so I will share since you are thinking if I want to hop in I will okay you do that I will share this is a conversation that Phoebe and I have had quite a bit because I think 
and I don't want to put words into your mouth. I'm just recalling conversations where I think you feel like super overprotected sometimes. There are things that your friends get to do that you don't get to do. And so you feel like that's not fair sometimes. Is that... In what situations? So I specifically, I can think of like shows and things to watch. I think when you were in middle school, like that was a huge deal. Like you had friends who were able to watch things that we didn't let you watch at that particular point in time. And that really upset you and bothered you. Is that fair to say? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did, feeling like way overprotected, did you feel like that caused harm for you in any way? Like, because I'm just saying, Sweetie felt super overprotected and unnecessarily overprotected. And it went too far to the point where it wasn't just that her mom was overprotecting her. Her mom was kind of putting her own wounds onto Sweetie, even though Sweetie didn't have those wounds and was doing great. So did you feel that way? Do you feel like you were have harmed in any way? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, you make it seem like I should be. No, no. I'm just curious. I just want you to feel like you can really share and talk. Like, I'm not going to edit just because you're mine and it might reflect, you know, my parenting as I I do my parenting podcast and things. I just really can't think of anything that, like... Okay. Like, not being able to watch certain TV shows is not, like, going to affect me. Or it's not affecting me currently. Okay. All right. How about you, Nilla? Do you feel like there have been times when you've been unnecessarily overprotected or meh, not so much? Not so much. Not so much. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. The other thing I thought was super interesting was the way Ashisha's parents decide that it's okay for the two of them to date. And so that brings it behind Sweetie's parents back, which is very unusual, I think, for what the author describes culturally. And so Nilla and I have, were talking about this not recording a few minutes ago and this is one of the reasons that I invited you to be part of the show because I'm super curious like I feel like one of the huge components of the book that we haven't even really touched on at all is the fact that their parents were setting them up it was kind of a step back from arranged marriages it's not like they were meeting each other at the altar or anything but I, I think it's safe to say that there's no way that either one of you would let your parents choose who you dated or set you up on a date. Unless, Phoebe, would you be okay with No. No. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, why would you want to do that? Well, and I think in the book, they set it up where Ashish, his older brother, and, and that's in the first book, that's the companion book, his older brother had been set up by his parents and, an, and a girl's parents really successfully. Like, they really hit it off, and they were going to get married and all the things. And he's just come off of a really bad breakup. And he's heartbroken. And so kind of in a moment of weakness, he's like, sure, why not? <laughs> right. So uh, if you don't mind, Nilla, talk, talk to me a little bit about the cultural part of this. Is this um, something that is common in Indian culture that you've run across? Because or, or, I know you were telling me a little bit about what it's actually like in India still, not necessarily so much here. So, Yeah, well... There's still, like, some aspects of it still, like, here in America, but it's a lot more extreme in India because, like, also there's so much more factors that go into it. Like, in this book, Ashish's parents just 
I think they just like went to a friend that they knew and just set them up like that. But like in India, there's so many other factors like the cast you're in, your horoscope, like the time and date of your birth, like your horoscopes have to be compatible. And like you have to go to like a priest and tell them about your horoscope and stuff and they will like set you up basically. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's definitely like a lot more factors go into it than complicated yeah yeah okay and then what about you said to a degree it happens here yeah so talk to me about that yeah I like actually have some Indian friends that have told me that their parents are probably gonna like end up setting them up like to get married so but I'm I know it's not like I think it's more of what happened in the book where it's more like dating not just like you get married but, like, you get to date at first because in India, like, you don't get to go on dates. You just meet the person, and if you like each other, you get married after one meeting. But in America, it's a, it's more laid back, and you get to, like, date them first, and yeah. So it's, it's almost like a, a blending of the two cultures. Yes. Yeah. It's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I do have to say, after reading this book and then the first book in, this, in, the, in the set, which is When Dimple Met Rishi, I really kind of like the idea of parents setting up their kids on dates. And Phoebe just shot me the most beautiful look. <laughs> I'm just confused. Like, why would you want to do that? Well, I just think it, what, I, what I was going to follow that up with was, but I remember being a teenager and there's no way in the world that I would want that. So it's that, I think it's just being, knowing both, being on both sides of the table at this point. And, and maybe when you're older and you have kids, you can... Come back and listen to this podcast and say, oh, my mom was right. I just want to know, like, why, who would you set me up with? And, like, oh, I why? don't have anybody in particular, especially in your given circumstances right now. And, like, I think that's who. So, am I allowed to say that? No. no. Okay. So, let's just say that um, probably who you would choose to, to date is who I would choose for you to date. So, Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the same. Well, and, and I think, too, I feel like I I trust your judgment. I'm sure your parents, Nilla, trust your judgment, too. What I feel like happened in, in the situation in the books was that they just didn't have any options. Like, they didn't know how to meet people or were, they were struggling to, like, find people who they felt compatible with. So, anyway, I know that's a tricky one, and I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek kidding around because of course that would never happen but you know we moms like to try to you know pick and choose and I just think that I have like really good sense of like who good people are so I think I have I agree. I would be good at choosing people you are good at choosing like, people just as good as you the same as me mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole all right we'll just leave that there we'll leave that laid on the table Okay, one more topic that I'd like to cover before we wrap this up, ladies, and that is stereotyping. Because in the in her author's note, again, going back to that at the beginning of the book, Sandhya Menon says that nothing has surprised me or hurt me more than how differently people treated me depending on what I looked like on the outside. And so what she's referring to is that there have been times in her life when she was overweight and there were times where she was thinner and so the way that people treated her during those times really affected her so my question 
the two of you is, do you ever feel like you've been stereotyped? And what did that look like and how did you handle it? Like, do you ever feel like you've been discriminated because you're teenagers? Been discriminated against because you're teenagers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Talk I feel about like that. if you're like, especially um, in a family of like all, I'm the youngest one in my family. So like if we ever like discuss things, um, like let's say politically, whatever, I feel like since I'm the youngest, like my opinion kind of gets drowned out and like I'm just kind of there. But like the real people discussing things are the rest of the people in my family, you know? Right. So they treat you kind of as the youngest, the baby. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Phoebs? For me, it's just more in general, like, if a certain, or just like any adults at all don't know you, they just see you as a teenager and they'll just treat you like how they think a teenager should be treated if they don't know your personality. And what does that look like, how a teenager should be treated? Well, I feel like that's just, like, they don't respect you. Okay. I think that's come up a lot, like the whole respect thing. You talked about it with middle school teachers. I know we've had conversations about other teachers that you've had where you just felt like you were not respected at all. And so I think, would it be fair to say that when you don't feel respected, and I think, hello, as an adult, I feel this too. Like when I don't feel respected by by someone, I don't really learn things from them or... Um, give their opinion or thoughts any kind of sway right like if they're not going to respect me then why you know why would I listen do you feel right right okay okay I know Phoebe you were sharing a particular incident where you felt like your age factored into an interaction that you had can you share yeah actually one time when I was on a plane it was like an overnight flight and everybody had their blankets on and their seatbelts on because the seatbelt light was on and the flight attendants were just walking by and I was sitting on the end and I was asleep with my seatbelt on and my blanket over me because I was cold and I I knew that I had heard like oh we need to make sure that we can see your seatbelt on but I was like looking around at all the other adults around me that were doing the same thing with their blanket. So I was like, oh, okay, then I should be fine. So I did that too and I fell asleep. And then I thought that like, you were poking me. I thought my mom was poking me, but I like, I was like so annoyed and I looked up and it was the flight attendant and she's like, she was like demanding to see my seatbelt because she was like, you need to have it on. And I was just like, I was so angry. Like I didn't react at all because I knew that would have been rude, but I just like, I showed her that I had it on and then she like, she just left. Right. It sounded like her tone and the way that she was asking you was kind of rude and accusing. Right. Yeah. And so in that moment, I just felt like, wow, like when somebody doesn't know you and who you are, especially when it's like somebody who's working like for you, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. They just don't respect you, especially if you're a teenager. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that that's a broad generalization. Yeah, that's a generalization. Yeah. I'm just saying that one person in particular. Right. Right. All right. Well, are there any, like, last thoughts that you want to share, things that you've thought about as we've been talking, uh, Mila, things about the book that maybe you want to make sure we touch on before we wrap up? Our conversation. I don't know if this is relevant, but okay. So like, Sweetie's parents are like super 
culture, like with the Indian culture, and in a way like more strict, you know. And I think the uh, I think the reason I related more with Ashish's family is because like since my parents uh, grew up in India, whenever they came to America, like they didn't know anything about American culture, so I feel like the reason they like aren't strict about most things is because I'm me and my sister are basically the people who like taught them the culture and like taught them the way that like we should be treated I guess because they didn't know anything about the culture so I guess I don't know if that's relevant but yeah I just, I just I think thought that's about totally it. relevant and really interesting I can and I think that that's really true especially kids like you whose parents are from a different country but you are born here raised here you know you don't know any other culture that you've grown up in I think kids like that you really are your parents pipeline for knowing you know about customs and cultures because they're not going to know as much as you do because you're in school and you have your friends are all the same so I think that that is it totally factors into this book because I think Sweetie's parents were probably a lot like that, right? I think that's what you're saying. They were more entrenched in their own culture and trying to hold on to that and pass that on to Sweetie, whereas Sweetie was trying to step into a yeah. new way of doing life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, because I feel like r- rather than Sweetie who like told her mom about like, you know, the culture like later in her life we started doing that like when we were kids so they just yeah they yeah yeah so what I hear you saying is you've been really connected with your parents and able to share stuff with them Mm -hmm. from an early age yeah all right ladies thank you I know you guys are exhausted thank you for your time tonight and just I appreciate you reading the book Nilla and being willing to come and hang out and talk with your friend's mom (laughs) I think that's pretty awesome Thank you. And Phoebe, thank you for joining in our conversation. I know you haven't read the book yet. Um, hopefully that's something to look at once you have free time, which I know is what, like March, before you have more free time because of y'all's crazy schedules. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you again to Nilla and Phoebe for sharing their thoughts and opinions and ideas. And as I said before, I so enjoy seeing them grow into themselves. Now, I hope our conversation inspires you to have conversations with your teens about the books that you're reading. It really can open doors to connect in ways you might not otherwise. And as you can see from our conversations, Phoebe didn't have to read the book for us to have a good talk about it. I really wanted to show you that you reading a book can really open the doors to conversation with your teen, even if they haven't read it. Now, If you want to read and discuss There's Something About Sweetie with your teen, I have a great freebie that you can download. It's a set of discussion questions that go along with the book, and the questions are based on some of the issues that I found in the book. Things like athletic achievement, body choice, body image, body shaming, friendship, self-confidence, stereotyping, dating relationships, and parent team relationships. And you can find a link to download those questions in my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP53. And that's for episode 53. So I just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with me and with Nilla and Phoebe today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And from an ish girl who secretly hopes her kids let her set them up on dates with prospective spouses. All right, I'm just kidding. Sort of. 
It's all about connection, not perfection.